Hi, you're listening to Be Like a Starfish, Living a Resilient Life. I'm your host, Lori Peters. On this podcast, I use my background as a therapist, writer, coach, and parent to talk about building resilience as we navigate the hard and not so hard things of life. No topic is off limits, so expect talks about grief, trauma, mental health issues, and life's frustrations, along with lighter topics like books, writing, and music, etc. Let's journey together to see where this road takes us. Hi, and welcome back for today's episode. Last time, I started a conversation about why mental health is as important as physical health. This time around, I'd like to dive deeper into the mental health topic by discussing depression. This is part one of a two-part series. As I'm recording this, it's still May, and May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I thought it would be appropriate to dive deeper into this topic. So what do you think of when the word depression comes up? Um, what, what comes up for you when you hear that? Well, you may immediately think of sadness or the blues, and you would be partly right about that. There is sadness involved in depression. You may even think that depression is a form of laziness or lack of direction. Yes, I have had people tell me that is what they believe depression is. It's abundantly clear that they had no information whatsoever about depression other than a personal belief. So let me be clear in saying that depression is not laziness, it's not craziness, and no, depression is not a made-up thing either. More than 16 million U.S. adults suffer from major depression in any given year, including myself, and I can personally attest to the fact that depression is real. Depression is more than a fleeting feeling of sadness. It's a disease, and it's not something you can just get over. So let me tell you what depression really is and how it differs from sadness. Depression is a serious mood disorder that causes a persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest. It affects how you feel, think, and behave. You may have trouble doing normal day-to-day things. You lose motivation and interest in the things you enjoy. You can feel helpless and hopeless, and sometimes you may even feel as if life just isn't worth living. To be classified as having official major depression, you must have at least five of the following symptoms I'm going to go over for you. For you. you have to have those symptoms for at least two weeks. This list of symptoms cause, um, comes directly from the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, known as the DSM, which is used by mental health professionals like me to diagnose and treat clients. So symptom number one, depressed mood. Symptom number two, significantly diminished interest in activities or you have a lack of pleasure in those activities. Another symptom is you have significant weight loss or gain, or you notice that your appetite has changed. 
sleep issues like insomnia or hypersomnia when you want to sleep all day. Something called psychomotor agitation, which is feeling restless or psychomotor retardation, meaning it feels like it's hard for you to move, that everything is slowed down. Another symptom is fatigue or loss of energy. You may have feelings of worthlessness or excessive or inappropriate guilt. You have a reduced ability to think or concentrate, or you have a lot of indecisiveness. And then you have the presence of any of these, suicidal ideation, thoughts of death, creation of a suicide plan, or you make a suicide attempt. The symptoms that I just mentioned cause distress or impairment in your life functioning, such as your work, your social life, your family life. And the symptoms must not be due to another physical condition, and they may not, must not be due to the use of a substance or another mental illness, because the physical condition, the substance use, and the presence of another mental illness can cause symptoms that look like depression. So we have to rule those out. Not everyone will have each and every symptom. And depression has a spectrum to it. Some people have mild depression, while others have moderate or severe depression. Also, there is such a thing as high functioning depression when you have significant symptoms, but it's not to the level where you can't function. Um, you're able to work, you're able to socialize. Um, I think of comedian Robin Williams and myself actually as examples of high functioning depression. The easiest way for me to explain depression to you is this way. It's like you're trying to swim in a river of molasses. After a while, you just float away because you don't have the energy to keep swimming. And the kicker is you just don't care. It's like everything is gray in a world of technicolor. You feel numb and you really think that everything is pointless. So what causes depression? Many things actually. Genetics, a loss, a trauma, life changes like a divorce or the aging process, certain illnesses, certain medications. These are all major reasons for depression. Other big reasons include life stressors, the daily grind of life, and substance abuse. Because of the variety of all these causes, each of us is vulnerable to depression. About 21 million U.S. adults reported that they've had at least one depressive episode in their life. That's about 8% of the nation's population. So it really can affect anyone, and it has affected a lot of people. Depression also seems to affect more women than men. A little side note here, because I've talked a fair bit about grief on this podcast, 
I think it would be a good idea for me to take a little bit of a pause and explain the connection between grief and depression because people often confuse the two. People who are grieving may or may not be depressed. If you've been depressed prior to your loss, the event may exacerbate your depression. And depending on the situation, grief can become depression. So let me kind of differentiate the two. Generally in grief, the intensity of the feeling comes and goes, and the loss of daily life functioning is temporary. In depression, however, feelings of sadness, guilt, hopelessness, helplessness, etc., are continuous, and your degree of functioning worsens over time. Also, with grief, symptoms usually have a source of origin, like the loss event, whereas in depression, there could be multiple sources. And lastly, with depression, people tend to internalize, go inward, and engage in negative beliefs, views, and negative self-talk, whereas that's not as prevalent with grief. If you're struggling with depression, I hope this episode makes you feel like you're a little less alone because you're not alone. When you're depressed, I know it's very easy to believe that, that you're the only person in the world who feels the way you do. So I hope that you take a little bit of comfort knowing that you're not alone and there is help available. Okay, so because this is such a meaty subject, I'm going to stop um, this episode here for now. Um, I've given you a little bit of an idea about what depression is and what it could look like. So in the next episode, I'm going to talk about what you can do to help yourself or someone else. So look for that in part two um, about uh, this, this series on depression. As always, if you feel that you'd like to talk to me, um, you have a comment or a question, you can email me at lori at lauriapeterswriter.com. And I'll put that in the show notes. Thanks again for listening today. I know today's topic was another hard one, um, but in order to be resilient, we need to talk about these topics. We need to um, figure out a way to, to navigate through them, and we can't do that if we don't discuss them. So keep that in mind. I'll be back next week. Until that, that time, I hope that you will be like a starfish. Take care.